Today we're going to talk about decisions. We're constantly making decisions. And also, sometimes no decision is still a decision. You know, that uh, sometimes we can avoid things by saying, well, we're just not going to make a decision. But that's a decision too sometimes. And so we find that decisions are pretty important. We're making them all the time. Some more important than others probably. Um, But we're making decisions constantly. In Psalms 25, verse 12, it says, Who is the man that fears the Lord? The Lord shall shall he teach in the way he chooses. So it says that the Lord wants to guide us and direct our decisions. He wants to teach us in the way that we choose. And it says, if we fear him. If we fear him. The man who fears the Lord. We've got to remember that, you know, we have to have that attitude of reverence, respect, absolute dependence upon the Lord when we think about decisions. And it says when we look to him and put our dependence upon him, then he will instruct us. He will guide us through that process if we're willing to listen and follow him. I think one of the things that hinders decisions a lot of times is stubbornness and rebellion. I want to do it my way. Have you ever watched watched your children make a decision and they're just so stubborn and rebellious about it? You can just see like, you know, this is not going to turn out good. You know, this is because they just sometimes, and you know, we adults do the same thing sometimes. You know, we just set our minds and we're just like, I'm not budging. This is what I'm going to do. And I don't care what anybody says. You know, this is what it is. And, and I just want to tell you that, you know, that keeps us from finding a good decision. And stubbornness and rebellion always work against us. They always work against us. They always hinder, hinder making the right decisions. So if we fear and trust the Lord, if we look to him, then he wants to guide us and help us in our decisions. I want to look at some of the things that are important when making a decision. And one of the first ones is being neutral. I personally think this is one of the biggest ones. You've got to start from this position. But it's a position of being a place mentally where I just don't have a strong opinion. Or if I do have a strong opinion, I'm willing to put it aside and see what might be the right way. We have to, I think we have to get to that point. Because otherwise, we're going to make it from a position of this is what I want and this is how the decision is going to be. And I already decided all that. If you've already decided all that, you're going to have trouble making a good decision. So you get to need to get to a place of neutrality. So many times we, we make decisions about a strong opinions of what I want. No, this is what I want. Sometimes it's for personal gain. Sometimes it's for financial gain. Lots of times it's for comfort. You know, this is, this is what I want because it's going to make me feel good. It's going to make me in a place that I want to be, a place of comfort. I don't know about you, but, you know, that seems to be, and I don't know, and and (laughs) we joke about as we get older, but, you know, as you get older, you look at comfort more than anything, you know, because uh, you look for the comfortable chair. You know, when you're buying, we just bought a chair not too long, you know. It took a long time to find a chair that we thought was comfortable, you know. Oh, that one feels comfortable. You know, when I was younger, I just bought a chair. 
You know, I didn't worry about it. It had to be comfortable because it was going to be okay. Now I think, no, this one fits my back just right. This one, this one I can lay back. This one I can relax. And, you know, comfort became a much bigger issue. But sometimes in our decisions, you know, we, we have those things that affect us. Sometimes it's a place of wanting to be accepted by others. I want to make a decision that's going to be acceptable to people so that people will think I'm okay. And if all those things are putting enough pressure on us, it'll affect our decision. And so we need to try to be in a place of neutrality. I need to get to a place where I can accept any decision, whatever it might be. You know, whatever, whatever it is that God wants, I can accept that. I need to get to that place. And sometimes, for some of us, it almost seems like you don't care. You know, some are much more, some of us are much more driven in that area. Some of us have stronger opinions. Some of us are more geared to being in charge and taking charge and feel like we have to have an opinion. And depending on who we are, it might feel like you're just kind of like, well, I guess I don't even care. And for some people, that's okay. For some, that's just okay. Get to a place like, well, whatever happens, happens. What I found in decisions is many times God's thoughts are different than mine about decisions. I've also come to the conclusion that God is not worried about my comfort as much as I am. He's not worried about a lot of things that I'm concerned about not near as much as I am. You know, the Bible says that his ways are not my ways and his thoughts are not my thoughts. His are actually much higher. And so we have to understand that. We have to understand that, you know, what God says and what God wants a lot of times is different than what I think ought to happen. And sometimes that makes us uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but sometimes that can make me uncomfortable. Uncomfortable thinking, wow, what if, what if this is what God wants? So I think we need to, first of all, if we can't get to that place of neutrality, everything else kind of starts to fall apart because if I've already decided, if I've already got my mind made up, and if I'm not fairly neutral about it, I'm going to push and push and push to make it happen. And if I'm a Christian, I'll spiritualize Scripture and I'll spiritualize things to make it sound and agree with what I already decided. Because there's plenty of Scriptures you can twist and make them say about anything if you work at it hard enough. And you can justify about anything you want to do if you take Scriptures and twist them enough. So what I find is we need to be at that place of saying, okay, Lord, I trust you in whatever you want. The second thing in making decisions is we need to be patient. Again, comes easier for some than others. You know, some of us, some of us are naturally more patient than others. Some of us have no patience and have to work on patience. Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Be still. We have to quiet our thoughts. Be still and know that I am God. Do you know how hard it is to quiet your thoughts? To get yourself quieted down? I don't know about you, but if, if you're, you know, you get so many things coming at you, and there's so many things you're doing, and there's so many things that got to happen, and it's so many things that you have to, you're, you know, you're doing, and whatever pressures of life are coming against you, it's hard to quiet my thoughts. It's hard to just get myself quiet enough that I can be still and even think about hearing what God's saying. 
you know, when I got projects going on and, and things happening and things that we're doing and, and decisions that need to be made, when I wake up at night, you know what I think about? I think about all that stuff. I don't know about you, but, you know, maybe you sleep through the night. But, you know, for me, when I wake up at night, if I got things going on, I sit there and think, okay, I got to do this. We were taking off wallpaper. No, you know, this is, we were taking off wallpaper for our daughter this week. And I could wake up at night and think about the next step of taking off wallpaper. I could think about, I think, oh, we got to go do that. But now we got to, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking about this. Now you think about be still. And then I think, no, I ought to pray about, you know, I, I try to go, no, no. I need to pray and kind of get settled down. I, I could be still, be still, still myself. Very difficult for some of us more than others, you know. But we got to be still. We got to get quiet. We got to quiet down my thoughts, my opinions. In Psalms 27, 14, Psalms 27, 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Be still, wait on the Lord, be patient. Oh, how many times have you ever thought like you waited on the Lord so long he must not be listening? You've, you know, like I've been waiting and waiting and I'm still waiting. I am waiting on the Lord and I'm like, how much longer do I have to wait? It's been my observation that the Lord has us wait until he deals with us a lot of times, deals with my thoughts, deals with me and then the decision comes much easier. A lot of times the waiting process is a process of getting to a place that he can finally say, okay, here it is. The Bible a couple of times talks about in the process of time. I've done a sermon on the process of time. What is the process of time? It says, in the process of time, this and this happened. Well, in your life, there are processes of time. And that's waiting periods. And in those waiting periods, God will process you. That's the process. He works on us. He works on me. He works on my attitude. He works on my opinions. He works on my stubbornness. He works on all kinds of things as I wait on him. And what I found for me personally is a lot of times you wait until it seems like the last minute. If for some reason it seems like God he likes waiting. It seems like he likes waiting. And it seems like he likes waiting until the, just right in the nick of time for something to happen. He waits right until then. And then, then it happens. But I think that's because he's teaching and training us. And I think it helps us get to a point that we actually trust him. You know? If it happened real quick, I think I probably wouldn't trust him as much. You know? It would be like, okay, that was easy. Let's move on. But, you know, he has us wait. So we need to be patient. We need to be patient. Now, once in a while, there's decisions that you don't have time. I mean, once in a while, you come across decisions that there's just not enough time to wait. I mean, it's got to be like the decision is now. At those times, then I think the scripture says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. That in those times when there's really no decision that God will guide us and it comes pretty fast, and it seems to be okay. There are those times. There are those times. There's those times when he just kind of takes over and things just happen. 
and, and that's okay. As a matter of fact, for me personally, I like those times. I like those times. But, you know, he does teach us to wait. And we have to wait on him. Because we should never be pressured into most decisions. Most decisions we make should not have pressure involved. Sometimes we feel pressure to make a quick decision. Usually, pressure comes from the outside circumstances around us and people. People. People want quick decisions. The reason people want quick decisions is they don't want you to pray about it and think about it because they think if they can pressure you to make a quick decision, you'll do what they want. Forced to make a quick decision is usually a form of manipulation of some kind. When you've got to make it now, like I said, there are some decisions you've got to make right now. But there's a lot of decisions you don't have to make right now. And when people put pressure on you, that should be a sign. That should tell you something. You know, and I've said it many times, but the best sales technique is pressure. If you want somebody to buy something, you got to put pressure on them. And what happens when people are trying to get you to buy something? Well, you got to do it now. You know, if somebody's on the phone, they do not want to hear, I'm going to think about it, call me in a week. They're not, no, they're, they're, they're wanting a decision right now. You know, car salesmen, car salesmen want a decision now. This is the last car that Ford ever made. And if you don't buy it right now, it'll be gone. And we'll never find another one. So you need to buy this right now. You know, it's, those are pressure, you know. And I don't know if you've ever gone to the, to the sales things. You know, Mary and I, we've done it a couple of times. My friend Pat Kleitz always jokes about it. He says, Ron Merritt's always getting a free vacation somewhere. Well, I've done a couple of times where, you know, you go to Florida and you stay at a, a resort and then they try to sell you something, you know. And I know they're going to try to sell me something. I know that going in. And I don't buy. I'm, I make them very unhappy. They get mad. You know, and then they call their boss. Let my boss talk to you. Because they want a decision now. They want a decision now. You've got you to make your decision right now. Pressure is not good. Pressure is not good. In Psalm 62.5. Psalm 62.5 says, My soul waited silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. So I don't want pressure. I want to wait for God to speak or show me or guide me. Okay? Other people want to put pressure on me sometimes because they have prejudices about my decision. You know, they have, they have, they have something maybe to gain from my decision. Or they have something that will help them by me making a decision the way they want me to. And so they will put pressure on me to make a decision. To make a decision, to make it quick. Because they've prejudged, they're prejudiced. They've prejudged the situation. They've decided ahead of time, this is what's best. This is what you ought to do. And so for the Christian, we need to be patient. We need to be willing to say, no, I want to wait until the Lord shows me or guides me or gives me. You know, I want to wait. I just want to wait until it's the right time. Until it's the right time. So we should not feel pressure. Pressure is normally not good. 
Now, I say all that because there's a few people that need low pressure. Okay? So, I mean, there's different kinds of people. Some people need low pressure. Okay? But we don't necessarily should be the ones to put pressure on them. Okay? You may feel like it, especially if it's a husband or a wife. You know, you may feel like it, but be very careful. The other thing about making a decision, we need to be persistent. You know, as we're waiting, as we're waiting, we still need to be persistent. We still need to keep heading in a direction. We need to still think about what it is we're supposed to. We keep continuing to pray about it. In First Thessalonians 5.17, it says, pray without ceasing. So while you're waiting, you keep praying about it. You keep praying about the decision. And you can be very honest in this prayer. You should be very honest in this prayer. Say, Lord, I don't understand why it's taken so long. That's okay. You can, you can tell the Lord, I don't understand why this has taken so long. You can say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You can say, but you continue to pray. Because you continue to seek him for the answer. And so we don't stop praying. We don't stop seeking him. We don't just pray once about it and then never pray again. You know, we we persistently keep asking. Sometimes persistence shows desire. Sometimes. You know, when your kids are persistent, you know, when they're persistent, they keep asking. Sometimes you get tired of it. Sometimes you're like, you know, I told you at once. You know, you, you say, oh, I told you. But, you know, they're persistent. And it keeps it in front of you. It keeps you, oh, they're still, they still want that. And sometimes persistence shows that, you know, I'm really serious about this. You know, there's things you may ask for, and if it doesn't mean a lot to you, you might ask and then kind of forget about it. But if it's something really important, something you're really striving for an answer in what direction, you will continue to pray about it. Continue to pray about it. One of the things that I would encourage young people, I would encourage young people, is praying about a spouse. Now, that's a big decision, okay? That's maybe one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make. Huge decision. I would say pray about a spouse. Now, pray about it. Don't stop. Ask the Lord to show you the right one. Ask the Lord to show you who it is at the right time. Just pray about it. You know, you can start before you're even looking. You know, pray about it. Be, you know, be persistent. Pray. Continue to pray. Lord, show me the right one. Look to him. Look to him. So we're persistent. We don't give up. We don't quit. And then we realize, you know, at some point in time, since we're trusting him, we need to get to a place where we'll rest in him. We'll rest in his promise. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we see that 
you know, we trust him and then we rest. He says, because, he says, we come to him. We come to him, we labor and we're heavy laden. We're, we're burdened down with all kinds of things in life. All the decisions we have to make and all the stuff going on around us and all the pressures of life. We're burdened down by all of this. And it says, come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden. And what does he say? I will give you rest. I will give you rest. We can rest in him. We can rest in him. He wants to give us rest. Did you ever get so involved in things and so worked up about something and it's just in your mind and you're just going 90, you know, we talk about, I'm going 90 miles an hour, not getting anywhere, but we're going 90 miles an hour and we feel like we don't get any peace. We don't get any rest. And Jesus, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, because I want to give you rest. I want to give you rest. And he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He says, take on the things that I'll give you and learn how to do it from me. Trust me to show you a better way. You know, maybe sometimes we feel like, you know, I've tried this so long and it just doesn't seem to work. Talking to people over the years, I found, you know, that so many times they'll say, well, I've been doing this and doing this and doing this and it just doesn't seem to work. And I always say, would you be willing to try a different way? Would you be willing to think about a different way that maybe there's a better way? And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He says, I've got a better way. I've got a better way. And this way is better because he says, I am gentle and lowly of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. It looks to me like he's saying, you know, you make decisions, and they don't give you any peace, and they don't give you any rest. They just bring a lot of turmoil a lot of times. But he says, if you trust me, he says, and follow me, he says, I'll help you make decisions, and I'll give you rest. I'll let you, I'll let you, you can rest. And you know, sometimes giving up and trusting him does give us more peace of mind and rest. That we can actually find rest for our souls that we don't find anywhere else. We don't find it anywhere. Where else can you find that? You know, who else wants to give you rest? Everybody else around you is saying, come on, you can do more. You can do more. I just told my daughter, this could be the last time you're getting wallpaper taken off. I declared rest. I said, I'm not sure, but this could be it. You might have just hit the limit, you know, because it was like, whoa. But, you know, you know, and sometimes that's that way with the Lord. That, you know, I've tried this on my own. I've tried to make these decisions. I've tried to do it. and I've, I've worked hard at this, and I'm still not working. And he says, come to me. Learn from me and I will give you rest. Because I think when we're making decisions, one of the biggest things is you need to get to a place where you find peace. You know, sometimes making it, if you're all stirred up about a decision, just wait. If you're all stirred up, if, if you're just like, oh, I don't know. And, and sometimes you want to make a decision just to get rid of that feel of stirred upness. But I believe that we need to 
keep going and pray and seek him until we get to that place of peace. In Colossians 3.15, it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let it have charge of your heart. Let peace of God be in charge of who you are. And when you're making a decision, you need to, I think, get to that place of peace. If you're a husband and a wife making a decision, it may be a little more difficult sometimes, but you need to get to a place of peace between the two of you. One of the things you'll find is a lot of times that's a place where God is because he wants the two of you to come together and have peace. And when you hit that spot, then that's where he gives his peace. And you need to get to that place. Doesn't mean one's right or wrong. It's not a matter of right or wrong, but it's a matter of getting to a place of peace. Am I willing to do that? Am I willing to get to a place where I feel at rest about it? I'm okay. If you're not okay, if you're not settled, if you're all stirred up, I would suggest you wait till you get peace about it in your heart. Because the peace of God, it says, needs to rule in our heart. It needs, to, it needs to be there. So if God's helping us make a decision, I believe he will give us peace. If it's something that's completely contrary to his word, you're probably never going to get peace. Unless you just finally just overlook it and say, this is what I'm going to do, I don't care. You know, because... His word is the place where we're going to find peace. So it's, it's going to be in line with his word. It's going to be in line with truth. You know, he's not going to give you peace about doing something you shouldn't do. He's not going to give you peace about breaking the law. Or he's not going to give you peace about, you know, sinning against him. You know, but when, it, when it's something he has for us and something that he desires for us, there's a place where I believe he'll give us peace. And we need, to, we need to pray until we get to that place. And if we don't get to that place, I would suggest don't make a decision. You know, don't make a decision until you, the peace of God rules in your heart. And then when that happens, then we can peacefully go forward with a decision. Now, once you make a decision, sometimes... Sometimes things happen after decisions. You can't always tell by what happens after a decision if it's the right one right away. Okay? Sometimes things will go haywire. Sometimes I believe Satan, after a decision, Satan will throw as much as he can against you to back off or to change your decision. Sometimes making a decision stirs things up. Depends on the decision. You know, so if you're trying to make a decision to do something that God wants you to do. There can be times when after you make the decision, things will just like, wow, you set off all kinds of things in action. And sometimes I tell people, well, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. It's kind of like if people make a decision to surrender their life to Christ and follow him. If you tell them that everything's going to get peaceful after that decision, you're misleading them because sometimes it doesn't get more peaceful. Sometimes it can stir things up. So you can't always tell about the decision based on the circumstances following the decision. If, you've, if you believe that's what God wants, you do it and you trust him 
irregardless of the circumstances, irregardless of what happens, irregardless of what might stir after that. And then you trust him. You trust him. You trust him with a decision. But we make them all the time. We make decisions all the time. Some, some more important than others, probably. Some affect things more than others. But the big thing is looking to him and trusting him. And know that he wants to guide us and direct us. Know that God has a plan. And if I can get neutral, if I can get to a place where I'll accept whatever he says, that's the best. That's the best. Get myself and my desires and motives out of the way and say, okay, Lord, I can trust you for this. I can trust you for this. Then I believe he can guide us and direct us in what he wants to do. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you do want to guide us. Lord, you do want to show us your ways. And Lord, help us to just trust you. Lord, help us to respect you, reverence you. That, Lord, we would put your ways above our ways. And, Lord, we could trust you that you have good for us. You said in your word that you have life and you have life more abundantly. So, Lord, help us to believe what you say and to trust you to guide and direct our paths. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. Lord, I just pray if there's anyone here today that's never made that decision to follow you and trust you, Lord, that you just encourage them in their heart, Lord, just encourage them to trust you. Lord, trust you. Maybe they've, they've tried so many things on their own. They've tried to do it their own way, and they try to figure everything out, and they try to make things happen, and it hasn't worked well. Lord, just help them to be able to have faith and trust in you and to know that you want them to have life and have it more abundantly. And Lord, that the peace of Christ can rule in their hearts. So Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your love for each and every one of us. Lord, I pray if anyone has a need for prayer today that you'd encourage them to come up and pray with the elders over here to my left by the screen, Lord, that they would come up and, and let them pray with them whatever their need might be. Lord, we thank you for your love for each and every one of us. And Lord, just help us be faithful to you throughout this week. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.